We've already laughed a lot before we press record. And do you know what I've done, Joseph? I haven't asked you how to pronounce your surname, which is very bad of me. I have a thing about names and getting them right. It's Drollshagen. Drollshagen. Joseph Drollshagen. Yes. Amazing. Thank you very much for joining us. Could you give the listeners just a little introduction to yourself and who you are and why you're here today? Yeah, absolutely. So... So I grew up in a struggling family outside Detroit, Michigan, and, and went through seeing struggle after struggle after struggle. And and as much as I didn't want to, I carried those same that same conditioning into my adulthood. And at 22 years old, I struggled financially, uh, regardless of what my income was. And 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 I noticed at that time, Natalie, that if something came really easy for me, I felt like I didn't deserve it. So so I became a student of the works I do today. Part of my conditioning was that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. And I bought into that hook, line, sinker and built a 28-year career in corporate America. But I've been a, a student of the works I do today throughout that whole process. And in that, I built huge sales territories, helped multiple organizations that were in bankruptcy get back into profitability. So I learned a lot in there, but it was never filled my heart. You know, mm-hmm. back in my early 20s, I had this episode that happened that just ignited my my spirit. And I knew I wanted to inspire, motivate and lead people to live better lives. But I didn't know how to do that for myself at the time. So I became a student to that. And then probably about I, I've gotten gained multiple coaching certifications over the last 15 years. And in about a dozen years ago, a little over a decade ago, I resigned from corporate America and I stepped out moved down to the mountains of South Carolina, and I've been going, flowing free ever since. I love that. And I really like what you said there about it, it not basically bringing you joy from, the, from your heart. It doesn't help your soul sing. And yes. that's something that's so powerful. And one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is doing things that bring you joy, that also help other people. And... If you're not doing what makes you happy, how can you possibly help other people to live a life full of success? You know, I'll tell you, while I was in corporate America, I had the title, I had the company vehicle, I had the golf course membership, I had the, you know, all of the income and everything. And I tried to buy happiness, but it just left that void. You know, money doesn't fill that void. Money helps us live better lives. It helps us to have a bigger impact in other people's lives and share and enjoy. But it, it does it, it it doesn't create that fulfillment feeling like living with purpose does, and that's what I had been missing trying to do that. Now I have I have surpassed way surpassed what my corporate income was, but I get to use those funds now to expand my impact, you know, and have a bigger impact in more people's lives. My my life, my the intention of my life is that my works impacts millions of people's lives while I'm here and and even after I, you know, go back home (laughs) after this. Uh, And and rightly so. So you should. You should get that message out to the world and think bigger than just what's in your own backyard. Like the more we can do to push the boundaries to help more people, like the one extra person 
and it makes a huge difference. And I just love, like, from all like all of the research I've done, like, we're a fan of online stalking on this podcast, just not in person stalking. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, nice. and I really, I really like the way that you do things. And there's a couple of acronyms that you use that I'd really like to dig into. So let's, I'm just going to go dig in here. Sure. Um, as, as, as you know, I'm, I'm very open and I will talk about anything. Um, so yeah. let's talk about your ISBT and what that means and how that impacts people. Yes, and I have multiple organizations. They're all geared around and fall underneath the IFGT umbrella, which the IFGT stands for its fucking go time. Yes. I and fucking and love because that. it took me a while to step into doing this from where I was in my 20s until I was in my 40s to actually step out. It's like, man, it's time to quit playing small. It's time to pick up and take the big steps, the steps that have that, you know, the massive results to them and, and quit playing small in life. And that's really how I coach. It's how I live. What was or was there a moment that made you go, I'm playing too small here. I need to change this and make it bigger. Yeah, after the years, that's a great question. After years in corporate and having the money, building up to vice president, all of that stuff and finding that I was just empty. I just felt so empty about life and I had money to do whatever I wanted to do with. So I did travel. I did do those things and I did all these things using money, looking for fulfillment, you know, but I knew I was still a student of these works. And what happened for me is, is, you know, the secret. Yeah. You know, manifesting all of that. So I thought for years I tried to positive think my way into the life I wanted, but it never happened. And it wasn't until later on. So probably about 12 or 14 years ago, my dad passed away of cancer. Thank you. And then a little over a year later, my mom just didn't want to be alive without him. They had been married for 50, 56 years, I think, at the time. And she just didn't want to be alive without him. And a year later, she died in natural causes. And I found myself an orphan and I found myself still with that desire to step out, but that conditioning that a man gets a job and supports a family and, and all the things I'd been taught that struggle, all the things that have, have been put into my programming and stuff, I couldn't break through those. And it is positive as I tried to think my way through it, it never brought lasting results. So then once I, then I started learning about the subconscious mind and the power of the subconscious mind and our beliefs and patterns and paradigms and all of that. And once I tapped into understanding what that was and what that conditioning was, then I quickly started learning and developing the tools to shift that thinking. And within 30 days of doing that, I created the IFGT Corporation. And then within another 60 days from there, I resigned and walked away and moved down to South Carolina, where I've been moving forward ever since. And I've also helped over the past decade, almost a thousand clients to truly transform, change their life, utilizing these same tools. How did that feel to you to make that transition? You love it. You know, what's funny is is fear is a big stopper for a lot of people, right? False evidence appearing real. And I had fear, but I think the the situation with feeling like I just lost both my parents within a year and things like that, it, 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 the pain of continuing to live like I had lived through that whole time of my life was so high, I didn't care what happened. I just couldn't stand living like that anymore. 
And I think that was part of the accelerator. But then really, once I understood the subconscious and that programming and how we can change that programming, then it became a, a level of excitement. And so I won't go into it now, but if I tell you about my transition from corporate into what I'm doing now and the way that process flowed, it was it was beyond incredible of what I would have expected it to be. Yeah. Just amazing things came from that. And the way EP showed up and unfolded and everything, I couldn't have planned it. Well, it's, it is phenomenal what can happen even when you're not thinking about it. There's a couple of things I want to pick up on there. Um, yeah. like losing your parents and what that does to you, that like the grief that you carry. I'm I'm very fortunate. I have a very good relationship with both of my parents. One, like my mum, she's my business partner, but I lost all of my grandparents in the space of four years. And I'm sorry to hear that. I was, thank you. I was very close with all of them. And that was also a catalyst of change for, for myself and for my mum to work together to create and build a legacy whilst we're, we're still alive. And it's really nice to hear that despite the loss that you have, you use that to let them live on through you and then mm -hmm. help to create change in other people. And I just, I just wanted to say that, that that's a very admirable thing and that you should be proud of that. And I, I like, Things like that get to me. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll tell you, Natalie, the driver behind this whole passion for me is, is my parents, they, they were like really, really good people. They were. And they had, you know, five kids. So I was one of, you know, I have four siblings and stuff. And, 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 and seeing how much stress that they lived through all because of finances, how much stress they lived through and how like the, the, the ways they would get so like, you know, anxious, it would cause medical issues and, and things like that. And they'd work so hard. My dad had multiple surgeries on his back. He operated heavy equipment and cranes and, and, and he would just beat himself up and seeing that they didn't have these tools. So not only was I experiencing it and didn't want to live that way. I thought about that with my parents. They never had the chance of anything different than what they lived. And, and, and so today with the works I do is, and, and with your kindness and, 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 and um, helping me to spread this message, it can get to, so people don't have to live like my parents did. Yeah. You know, and the thought of breaking that mold, even in somebody else's family, like that, that just like fills my heart. Yeah. I feel that too. I completely relate to that. And the, the impact the work has, it's funny, actually, I was talking to, with, with my mum last night um, about a new retreat, a new kind of retreat I want to run because we run annual business retreat. But I, well, we teach health, wealth and happiness. We do it holistically. But I want to do one that has no, no business element and there's other bits and pieces and like the spiritual side of things and like tapping into your subconscious. And she's like, where did that come from? What happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. Like I used to think all of this stuff was complete nonsense and that you, you have to go get a job and do what you're, you're supposed to do. And like, it, it is what it is. And like feelings don't really matter or something external doesn't make a difference, but it does. And when you look into yourself and you tap into yourself in a different way, it takes you on a different path and a different journey. And it gives you confidence in ways that being in corporate nine to five, that it can't give you. 
Right. Absolutely. And it allows us to create things that in corporate America, we would never tap into those resources within us to bring our gifts out. The other thing that I love about what I do is as I work with a client and I help them to expand that and bring it from the inside, those unique gifts and talents that we all so badly need to have coming out right now. As as a person does that, it shifts the entire world. And Knowing I get to have that, Mark, I get to be a part of that impact with somebody's transformation or transition. That, that's that's like absolutely incredible to me that this kid from Detroit gets to do this. <laughs> so powerful, isn't it? And the fact that I like what you just said there, like this kid from Detroit. I'm I'm from Southeast London. I'm a Millwall fan, and like we, we come from nothing. We're we're working class family, and like you just wouldn't expect like me to be doing what I'm doing. And it just goes to show that people like us can break the mold. We can change things and we can show people that there is another way. And I just think it's a beautiful place to be in. Um, But really being able to tap into that subconscious, because ultimately that is what drives us and we don't know it. What led you to looking into that? And how has that impacted the work you do? How does it work for you? Yeah. And and Natalie, I, I spent decades focused on the conscious mind, focused that I had positive thoughts, focused on the, and, and, and the conversations and the way I describe myself and the things I say about myself and all of that. I focused on that to the nth degree to where I'd say I become an expert at that. But it didn't bring about lasting change Mm -hmm. and so like even when the secret came out you know i had the i had the vhs because i'm i'm that old and i had i had a a book the book and then i even found some workbook at some point and man i dove into those with everything and and studied them like it was you know like i studied the bible in my religion and stuff you know it became that important to me and after a long time of doing so, and but seeing the results continuing to repeat the way they were, I, I chucked it on, threw it away. And I, because I, I, I thought, well, this is garbage. I, I spent all this time in it. Well, what I would later on realize is it's very useful information. Yeah. Where it for me fell short is we are all unique individuals, which means we have unique, the, the way we experience life, the perceptions we build based on the experiences of our life, based on our conditioning, based on our beliefs and all that is unique to all of us. And I could tell you, we have situations in the family growing up where all five of us kids have a different perception of the events that happen. Mm-hmm. And so that that uniqueness, and this is where like, you know, it, it, so often things like the law of attraction, things like that are taught as a one size fit all. But it's not really because once you understand that conditioning that's underneath, that's really our conditioning is what really determines our potential. Yeah. The good news is at any time we can identify and shift that conditioning and raise our potential. Oh, definitely. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, hugely. And it's a really interesting point you make as well about your your sibling having a different experience of the same experience and i saw something recently i'm an only child so i I don't i don't have this but it it was it was about how can children of the same family be so different and what they were saying was is because they're not in the same family 
So, for example, the firstborn, their family was their parents and, and them. And then the next child came along and then the parents were in a different stage of their life and then bringing up the next child with the first child. Then if the next one comes along, again, life has moved on and they have a different experience because they, they like the youngest has got two older siblings, the oldest has got two younger ones. And that just like, I was like, that makes so much sense. Yes. And there is that side of it like that, of the pack. I'd say packing order, but yeah, there is like the birth order and things like that. But really, even the things with like the financial, you know, all of us, all five of us kids experienced that financial struggle that was on went on in the house. Yeah. But what allowed one person to take that and become a millionaire with what they do in their life? And somebody else to take that and continue that struggle going forward. You know, I still have siblings, even decades after that, who are still struggling with that same conditioning. Yeah. So it's it's not just the, the 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 order in birth. I understand what you're saying, and that plays yeah, a yeah. part in it too. But it, it's it's that how our perceptions. So one of the things I tell people, Natalie, is the reality of our life is make believe, and the reason I say that is because our entire reality of our life is based on our perceptions so at any time you can shift your perceptions and change the reality of your life 100 percent, and that is such a powerful message to give to people because something may be fact or it may not be like what you see and how you choose to then respond to it is the most important thing and Absolutely. we can all be faced with the same situation. Like you say, like there's five of your you siblings. You all had the same parents. Right. Some, some, some are choosing to struggle and some are choosing to thrive. And I, I believe success is a choice. I don't know what yes. you, you feel around that. Like I believe happiness yeah, is no. It, it is. It, and it's our choice, but it's not a conscious choice. Mm. We do it on a subconscious level. So, you know, one of the things I'll work with my clients on is, you know, there's pretty horrific things that can happen to people. And I'll take some of my, I'll take clients who are, who are struggling with those things and I'll help them separate the facts of what happened and then understand the perception that they put on of why it happened. Mm. And once I can sep- help somebody to separate those, then we can look at what are different what are the different perceptions that you could choose consciously to put on that would that would explain that event? You know, things that happen to people is never about that we're a bad person or we deserve bad or things like that. It's that there's there's people that are sick in their life and it somehow intertwines with our life, but it's never about the me. Mm. It's about you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, if you don't mind, I'd like to get into a little bit because it'll help explain this with the SMT method and the subconscious, yeah. which is subconscious mindset training and how our total mind works. Because that's really if I had to sum up what I do in a sentence, I would say or in a few words, I'd say total mindset alignment. I like that. So in our mindset, we have the conscious mind. Right. The conscious mind is the words we use, the thoughts we entertain. And whenever I'm doing a workshop, I'll always say. How many of you would ever speak to another person the way you talk to yourself? Yes. Right? And, oh pe- my God, people yes. Will laugh- and people will laugh at that, Natalie, and I get the joke of it, but but we have control over our, our conscious mind. 
So why? So the, the what we focus on, the words we use, the books we read, who we hang out with, people people that are CNN constant negative news tend to live a more negative life in their experiences. Mm-hmm. So and it all starts with the conscious mind that we have control over. Now I can go deeper into that, which I won't. But we could be living consciously or unconsciously. You know, but but the sub but the conscious mind we have focus over, okay? And then there's the subconscious mind, and all the subconscious mind we don't have control over that. All nice. it does is absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on, and that's what was missing for me in the secret. And and, and I'll explain that more as we go. But so my conscious mind, I got positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking, and it's going into the subconscious mind is absorbing that. But what's in the con- the subconscious mind is what I call this motherboard of the programming of all of our experiences, our beliefs, our patterns, our paradigms, all of that, what we've been told, all of that from birth is in that program. And then that program just plays over and over and over and over again. That's the voice that we hear in our head. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm talking to somebody and they go, man, I'd love to do this. And then they hear that voice that says, ah, who do you think you are? You can't do that. Yeah. You know, that's what that, that's programming in is in there. But well, then when we understand what that is, this is what the entire SMT method is geared to do. It's, it's geared to go into the subconscious and, and it's set up in a way to start triggering those programs and patterns and belief systems that are no longer serving us so that we can shift those beliefs and put more empowering beliefs in place of it. And as we do is how my clients experience just extraordinary change in short periods of time. And when I say that, what took me years to figure out in my life, my clients are achieving in weeks now. It's phenomenal, isn't it? Like the way that you have to go through a long period of time to figure things out to then get the shortcut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's really the whole thing, right, of our life. And 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 like for me, thank God there was somebody before me that was doing these works and looking at the science of it and everything else that's been entailed in the SMT. And thank God somebody was doing that to help me to get to the point where I got to. So now I can do this. And then who knows what the next point forward yeah. on it from there exactly and what you say there about like the beliefs as well all they are, are, are is is a belief it doesn't make it fat it doesn't mean it's true just because you believe you can't do something doesn't mean that you can't actually do it like absolutely unless we believe but what happens sorry what, what happens is we take that belief and we put it in concrete and it becomes it becomes our and this is what happens. It becomes our truth. Yeah. And once it becomes our truth, then we will we will die defending that belief. And I, I, I yeah, I see that a lot. And I also know that if you can believe one thing, you can believe another. So you can unpattern and you can change a belief. You can let go and release the one that doesn't serve you. And replace it with one that does. What's what are some tools that you give to people to tap into that subconsciousness to be able to shift those beliefs into ones that do serve people? Yeah, and, and the and and I've it's funny because I've used these tools for a long time. So even when I was in corporate America, when I was dealing with an organization that was in bankruptcy, to get them back to profitability, the first thing I would do is get them to step aside from the problems, right? Because we so often want to focus on the squeaky wheel, right? Which is our problems. And one of the things I like to do is help people to start identifying their squeaky wheels with being their successes. 
being the squeaky wheel is what's going good. The squeaky wheel is the vision. The squeaky wheel is the end point we want to get to and start start substituting those. And as we do so, I start every person, individual organization I work with on developing what I call a dynamic vision. And within the SMT method, there's an entire road mapping process to help people to develop that. Once we have the vision is how we start stepping beyond our situation, circumstances, and conditions, right, that are telling us why we can't or why it's hard or why this or why that. And we can focus on that. And it gives us a focal point. And then there's action steps throughout the entire SMT method to start stepping into that vision. So if you think about it, Instead of trying to overcome a difficulty and make it into a positive and then move into the positive, this is helping us to forget about, just ignore the difficulty and step into the vision and start taking actions. As we do so, again, that programming is what determines our potential. So as we start stepping forward into that vision, it starts banging up against that programming and those patterns and paradigms. So that, and then once that happens, we can shift those. And I have a whole set of tools that we utilize to put more empowering beliefs in place of that to move through that. And ultimately, our greatest desires in our life isn't something we go out and get to. Our greatest desires in our life are a place that we come from to bring that to fruition. And that's what the process helps people do. That's such a powerful thing to share, like, what a way of thinking. And it cut like everything comes from us everything we put out it does it comes from us and so many people are i'll be happy when i'll be happy right. when i'll you know this when i achieve this goal so one of the things that i instill into people is have one foot in the present be grateful for where you're at right now what you've achieved so far but also one foot in the future so that you are still striving for more but then you're appreciating and being happy now whilst still going okay i can do a little bit more or a lot more that depending on what your level what what success means to you yes yeah and and the easiest way to get to that next mountaintop whatever that is is to live in the gratitude for what is right now with the vision of what that looks like because you're not overcoming difficulty that way you're not bringing more complexity to it more struggle to it is you're just moving from that place of gratitude into that next area and it's how we start opening up and allowing things to unfold versus trying to make it happen and using you know i call the logical mind i call it the antichrist because when i'm living through my logical mind first off it's so limited to my experiences and knowledge and all of that i can tap into universal mind which has such a greater expansity. That's how things start, like what I always say, you know, out of the blue. That's how we have those out of the blue things that come about and happen and just unfold and people just show up or we overhear the answer to something we've been pondering. It, it comes out of the blue, but we got to get into that place of, it happens for all of us, Nelly, but we have to get ourselves in a place through mindset alignment where we can hear those it's intuition is what it is yeah you know which is one of our mental faculties and it works perfect for everyone but it's only as loud as our willingness to hear it what would you say to people that are not open to hearing it well and that's one of the things like whenever i before I, I'm, I'm i'm selective on the people i work with me too. And I want people to be selective on on the coach that they're going to work with as well. So so I kind of instill that. But one of the things I look for in there 
is does this person have what I call a beginner mindset? So often our culture teaches us, I have to know all the answers and I have to be able to be the first one to answer it and I have to know what to do and when to do it and how to do it and all this stuff and everything else. And it's such a limited way to live. A beginner mindset will acknowledge I know a lot, but what can I add to what I already know? Mm-hmm. And if somebody can get to that place, then they'll be open. And I've had I've had clients who've gotten incredible success from that point there. And then I've run across people who are not open-minded. They're stuck into their beliefs. They don't, it's, it, they're miserable where they're at, but they know it. It's familiar to them. And, and this thought of getting outside. Yeah, they're comfortable being there because they know that they know what it's like to be where they are. They know what it's like to be miserable and to be fighting and battling all of the time rather than going, oh, hang on a minute, let me do something about this. Because whether it's that, that, that fear of change, that fear of success or fear of failure, I think the three things that are interlinked and as human beings, we, we often do fear change because it is unknown. And I, I hear this from a lot of people like, oh, but I, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. Okay, well, when you go to a restaurant and you try a new, a, a new meal, you're not worried so much about that, are you? You try it. If you don't like it, then you order something else. So why, why don't we do more of that in life? See, you get uh, locked in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Wallace Waddles. I, I, I love a lot of his quotes. I live by him and I teach him. And, and, and one of his ones that came up as you were saying that was, if we are not consciously choosing to live rich, excellent, and healthy, then we are unconsciously choosing to live poor, mediocre, and unhealthy. And so that's what happens with a lot of people. And I've seen this with potential clients that I talked to, and they were at that point where, you're, where we're talking about right now, where they, they, they couldn't stand where they were, but it was comfortable. They knew it very well. Well, we, all, we know that left unattended, things only get worse and decay over time. They never get better. So I've had some of those people come back to me after they've experienced a heart attack or after they've experienced a financial bankruptcy or after they've experienced, you know, like, like you know, huge uh, the loss of a relationship and a divorce, things like that and stuff. And, and have come back to me because what will happen in that scenario is, is you know, we can be pushed by our pain, right? And our pain, if, if left unattended, the pain will continue to grow. Things will keep happening there for that decay and that, you know, getting worse scenario. Or we can be pulled by a vision. We can get on that other side and get that vision and start getting pulled into that life we desire. So I've had some of those people who have come to me in that state and say, okay, okay, I'm beat up enough now, right? I'm hurting bad enough that I'm willing to look at, you know, doing something different. People have to be ready and open and willing to learn. And I would say open and willing to learn. Maybe not ready. I mean, I've noticed for me, the greatest changes in my life seem to have come at the most inconvenient times, right? It's always yeah. like, oh man, if you let me just get another year of doing this, then I'll be more prepared. Or I'll, and it, it doesn't work that way though. It typically will show up at a time when, when, you you know, when I, there's a reason it. for that. Yeah. What's that? When you actually need it. Yeah. And when I say ready, I, I, I suppose I mean the readiness to learn and the being open to learn, because we're probably not always ready. I've taken, I'm 
going to be starting uh, work with a new coach but on a, on a personal level um, quite soon. And I said to her, like, I'm ready for this. Two years ago, I'd have gone, not a fucking chance. Like, not, not happening. Even though I was open yes. to the idea of that kind of thing then, now I'm like, these, like, like you say, people come back to you, you know? It's that yeah. other things have happened and now, I'm, now I am ready. I couldn't have done done it by not being ready. This particular concept, anyway. That's that's a whole other podcast. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, and the cool thing about that, Natalie, is we all get to choose for ourselves. When is that pain high enough that I'm willing to do something different? We get to choose it. We don't have to go all the way down into into having health issues and disease and and things like that and and financial ruin and relationship upset. We don't have to. We can. But we don't have to. We can choose it up here to say, okay, I don't want to go down that further and I'm going to do something different. Yeah. What do you do to look after your house? What do I do? What? What do you do to look after your house? Oh, I am. Um, I, I mean, I, I love being active. I, I have a lot of energy and things like that. So like I work out probably five days a week. I play pickleball. I, um, I fish. I, you know, one of the things I took up um, after COVID started was uh, hang gliding. So I'll run off a 2000 foot mountaintop with a hang glider. And I just, I, but I love being active. You know, I like, you know, for me, I, I'm not a sit around kind of person. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things that I've had to learn to manage a little better is that balance because mm. I would always go, go, go till I burned out and then, you know, be crabby and stuff like that and get a cold or whatever, and then come back and do it again. And now I try to balance and have a balance in my life where I have that downtime. I have that recharge time and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't want to say I eat healthy most of the time. I mean, I eat healthy all the time, but I do a majority of the time. I eat, I eat healthier than I eat unhealthy. So yeah, I think eighty twenty, that eighty twenty rule, is is great for balance in life. Unless you know you're going to compete in some sort of competition where you need to be a hundred percent. I think eighty twenty. Yes is great and i think i may have to come to america and go jump off a cliff with you <laughs> oh yeah you let me know i'll set it up yeah i am um, i have seven launches so far and 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 yeah and, and and one of the things i do with every client i work with is you know there's there's a, and this is where i kind of differentiate a little bit from a lot of the coaching programs out there yeah is a lot a lot of the programs available right now are based on kind of pushing us to take actions Here's the actions you need to take. Do A, B, and C, and you get D. So I'll push you and, and things like that to take those actions. I don't work on that. The way I operate is I don't know what's best for you. But what I'm really freaking good at is helping you develop that vision and then identify what those are, but then step into experiencing that quickly and not letting it stall and fade away. And so with every client I work with, I help them develop systems of accelerating habits that are unique to them but work for them. And that's how they that's how they achieve greater results for their efforts because they're no longer taking massive action and working exhaustive hours and push, 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 trying to make things happen. We get into more of that total mindset alignment, which then allows us to accept those things, allows us to tap into intuition, imagination, all of the mental faculties and allow those things to show up without as much effort into it. And I'll I give you that. a really... Quick example is yeah. I've worked with, so I work with individuals, I work with business owners, I work with realtors, and about um, 
about um, a year ago, I worked with a realtor and she was just spiraling out of control with her business. She was um, working 60 hours, 50 to 60 hours a week, things like that. When we met, she said, I don't even think I have a time for a call with you every week, you know? And, and, and so hesitantly, we went into it. She had been selling real estate for about 14 years at the time. Her highest year was like seven and a half million dollars that she sold in residential real estate in a year. Yeah. The year we worked together, she brought that up to almost $23 million from seven and a half million dollars. And Natalie, it was the only year of her adult life that she took five weeks of vacation in that same year. Wow. One of them was a two-week trip to Israel that had been on her bucket list for decades. That's phenomenal. And there's, I, have, I have story after story after story of things like that, of people achieving things like that, utilizing the SMT method yeah. and working with, you know, working with them and doing so. So why is this, I mean, other than, I mean, that, that story is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm sure, like you say, that other people have great results too. Why is it so important that we use that SMT model and tap into our subconscious in order to be better human beings? Why is it important? Yeah. Because that's our limit. Yeah. That programming determines our limits, our potential. How much, how much of that, how much of that, Conscious living in that excellent, healthy, and wealthy, or wealthy and, and healthy, we get to achieve in our life. Mm-hmm. That's what determines it right there. It's not where we grew up, our schooling, our, our bank account, none of that, who we're with, none of that matters. It's that programming. Once we shift that programming, we literally open up the avenue of potential in our lifetime. Yeah. I, I, I see that more and more and more. And especially after the past three years, and, and anybody listening to this podcast in 10 years, because it will still be there. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that period of time, like, I, we all have witnessed so much programming and there was no help or advice on how to be better or to be healthier. It was stay away, go inside, don't do anything. But actually all of the people that I have seen thrive have been the people that deprogrammed that stopped watching the news that decided to tap into their intuition and go oh hang on a minute there's something not quite right here and that's why I asked you that question like why is it important because I know why it's important and you know why it's important yeah I know you did (laughs) um and then seeing that and seeing the changes in people and like the awakening it is yeah yeah. And it, it just, it like you say, it transforms lives. So that, that lady, for example, what she's three times what she did in the previous year when she didn't even have time to have a call, but she made it a priority and knew that that was something that she needed to do in order to achieve greater success and have the confidence to do so and go forward. Yes, yes. And you know the way I, the, the way I've heard it best that I really love is is that we we started the dark night of the soul, right? We started the pain point driving us and us not liking what we want and things like that. And like we said, we get to pick where that begins at, where that pathway begins, how far down we have to go to hit that. Pit. And then from there, it's really it really is about moving into the hero's journey. Mm. I love that wording, but that's really what it is. It's 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 bringing that hero that we all have within and bringing that outwardly in our life. 
for the impact that. that our life has. Yeah. Be, yeah. be the hero of your own story. You are, that is one of the things that I often say is, you know, be your own superhero. Like no one else is coming to save you. We, we as coaches, we can guide, we can mentor, we can ask the right questions and, and direct people. But ultimately, unless they're willing to do the work, they're not going to see the changes and the results that they want. And I think this is why yeah. is a- subconscious is so important because that ultimately does drive us and it does control us. And if we can change like the autopilot, to the habits that serve us, then how much better will I be? Yeah, yeah. There's a quote by Marianne Williamson. I absolutely love it. I never say it how she says it, but I have, you know, I say it. And, and so what she says is, is you know, when, when you talk about that being safe, is it, you know, our big fear is not of being powerless. That's not the big fear that we have. Our real, real deep fear within us is how freaking powerful we really are. And every one of us has that. And when we start tapping into that, life becomes a whole different imagery of what we experience. That's huge. I've not heard that before. And do you know what? It makes so much sense. And this is what I suppose I alluded to earlier with that people having a, a fear of success or a fear of failure, and I think they're one and the same. Because when you accept that you have ultimate power over yourself in your life, you can't get away from that. Right. You make that choice. You're like, right, okay, I am a powerful person and I can do so much more. And giving yourself that power yeah, and and for me personally, back in my twenties, I really did have a fear of success because it's like if I really am powerful, that means I have to live up to that and live that out, and I can't be a victim anymore, and I can't be based on my life based on circumstances and the economy and situations and people and things like that and stuff, you know. And I had a real fear of that of of if that were the case, but in reality, what really has happened is is as I've gained more of that in my life, it's been freedom. It's brought freedom with it. It's brought opportunities. It's brought new potential. It's brought avenues that I wouldn't have been able to, you know, uh, capture had I stayed in that other place. It really is about living a better life. And we we don't get to do that. We don't get to repeat today over again. No, Once it's gone, it's gone. So yes. part of my passion is helping people wherever they are get it, get it going now to enjoy the remainder of the years you have here. Interestingly enough, um, I, I went on a retreat last week, and one of the ladies there she said she's fifty-seven. Said I've probably got twenty years left, and that hit me, and I thought. One, you can achieve so much in 20 years. Two, you could double that expectancy if you really want to. Three, um, someone who's, who's, been on, who's been on the podcast twice, Neville Wright, he's 73. He says, I want to live for 120, 150. I, I'm going to live for as long as I can possibly live. So, like, you look at him and he looks like 50. And he's got bundles of energy. And this is all about your mindset and your choice with 
if you're 57, do you have 20 years left or do you have much more than that? Or if it is 20 years, what are you going to do with that time to make it feel worthwhile? And, 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 and the bigger question, other than the numbers for me, is do you believe, if you're listening to this right now, do you believe or can you believe that your absolute best years of your life lie ahead of you? Because if you can and choose that you want to believe that, then that's possible. Mm-hmm. And it is. And I feel that for me. I feel like I've done so much. I've done so little, but I've done so much. And the more I learn and the more I do, and the more I feel compelled to do, that there's, yes. there's some stuff that's coming out that, like, I feel like this is my this is my purpose. I have to do this not for me, but for for the betterment of the world. For one of a better phrase, betterment probably isn't even a word, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I was talking with my mom last night about it, and she was like, "Right, okay, okay." And then the more I explained it, the more she got it, and I'm like, "Because of this and this and this," and now it's pushing me to be able to have. And create this thing that's going to the go. It's, it's going to happen. I've already decided it's going to happen. So once I've made that decision, it's happening. Yeah, that's the vision right there. Absolutely. I just wrote an article. You know, I've spent a long time in developing sales territories. There were years when I was traveling three to four thousand miles every single week and stuff like that. And I always felt like I didn't have enough time in the day to do all the things I wanted to do. You know, and I just wrote an article on this windshield time, and and the whole the whole thing is based on the fact of I started taking that windshield time and instead of talking on the phone or listening to the radio or letting that, you know, uh, uh, tennis court in my head going back and forth and stuff like that and, and, and to entertain me is I started turning those things off and and taking control of my conscious mind saying, I want to focus on the desire of what I want to experience. And it may be a new program. It may be a new avenue for, you know, to, to attract clients. It may be a speaking engagement. You know, I did this with a speaking engagement while I was driving and the end result, which came about in ways I could not have strategized in my head up here. Mm. And I ended up speaking to 350, uh, I think it was right around 350 ministers quoting the Bible, talking about prosperity. And prosperity isn't just money, it includes it, but you know, on, on total prosperity. I, I could not have put that together, but what I do in there is I get, I, I, I take control of my conscious mind instead of allowing my conscious mind to control me. And I focus it on what does that endpoint look like? What is, what's the image of that vision that I have and what I wanna achieve? And as I focus on that, all of a sudden, the ideas start coming to me on the pathway to do it. It makes it so much easier, Nelly, than trying to strategize every step of it. And then how am I going to overcome if this happens? And how am I going to, you know what I mean? And all of that stuff, it's just, it, it, it's such a beautiful, easy, exciting way to live. Allowing that freedom of thought rather than, I mean, I believe in following steps to get to where you want to be. But sometimes you do, you just need to go and like, and let it be and let it be free. It's really interesting, actually, that you said about prosperity. Um, my massage therapist today, we were having a similar conversation, and she said about prosperity yeah. and, like, what it means, and there's so much more to it. And, like, wealth isn't just about money. It's about prosperity, you know, what you have, the people that you have, like, the things that you give to the world, what you receive, and it's so much bigger then you or I as an individual person. And when we can collectively do things like this 
have these kinds of conversations and allow other people to go, hold on a minute, that makes sense. I'm going to try that. I'm going to let my mind breathe. And I'm going to see what happens. Yes. That's the most powerful thing you can do is by giving people their own power. Yeah. And part of the thing, you know, um, um, I forget who it was that said that, but you know, the intention of our conscious mind is to solve complex problems. That's a purpose of our mind. That's why we have a mind. That's the working tool of it. But so often we let our mind control our lives and we get a thought about, ah, who do I think I am? And so we don't step into something that could literally change our whole world. You know, part of the other thing I work with at clients, which I learned from one of my, he passed away now, but one of my mentors is Bob Proctor, is, is that knowing doing gap. Our conscious mind, we know what it is we want, we, you know, what it, the things are we want. But the subconscious mind is what determines, because the other thing I didn't talk about, but in that, in that motherboard of that subconscious that holds yeah. our beliefs, patterns and all that, that's what triggers our brain waves to the actions we take or the actions we don't take. So if you think about that, if, if I'm thinking of something I want to create for a while, for a few years, it was the hang gliding that I wanted to do it. But in my subconscious, there was a fear of doing that. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't even trigger brain waves for me to make a call and find out where there were places or anything else. And so what I help people do is bring the as we bring our mindset into alignment, we're also closing that gap between what we know that we want and, and the things that we're doing that are leading to those results of what we want. Yeah. So what are the biggest, not biggest, that's the wrong word to use. What's something that the listeners can do to start to tap into their subconscious in order to start to make changes before obviously they get as much to work? One of the very first things is, like I said, the beginner mindset is, is check in, make sure you have an open mindset. And anybody can have that. It's not like it's, it's granted just to some people. We all have availability to it. It's just you have to be willing to you have to be willing to add to what you already know in order to have that. And then the next thing I would say is focus on what you're thinking in your conscious mind. Your thoughts, the words you used, what you used to like, you know, TV, books, all that stuff yesterday is creating today. So the thoughts you're thinking today is creating tomorrow. So if you want to start making a shift there, start taking control of your conscious mind and the words you use, thoughts you entertain, all of that. And if it's if it's not in alignment with what you want, just discard it. Just get back to the focus of what. And so here's one of the tools I use on my clients is if, if like, OK, somebody wants to achieve something, a business owner wants to grow their business, you know, I've, to two million dollars, let's say. And they're at half a million dollars right now. Whenever you have the thoughts of the, the being where you're at or the struggle or how hard it's going to be or the uncertainty of it or anything else, just use that as a reminder to bring your focus back to what it is you do want. Just by doing that alone will quiet that down so that you can stay in that place of what you desire. I would say that would be a really good beginning point. And every one, every client I've worked with, like I said, almost a thousand over the past decade have experienced changes just from implementing that and using the things in their situation, circumstances and conditions Instead of it being their truth for how life is, they start going, thank you for reminding me what I don't want, which then points me to what I do want and put the focus there. Yeah, I know. I love that. Focusing 
when we when we think about things consciously, we often think, I don't want that, I don't want that, and therefore that's what we get. But if you can retrain your brain and the subconscious to this is what I want, then you'll end up getting that because that's where, you know, those, that's probably going to butcher this as well. And um, where energy like goes, focus, focus energy flows, that one, that saying, you know, that one. <laughs> yeah, where we place it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the flow, but where we place our attention is where we're placing our intention. And so often I'll work with people and with their vision, <laughs> excuse me, and it may be a financial thing and stuff. And I'll put, I'll see them put in their vision that I am debt free. Well, the focus subject matter of that is debt. So if you really want to be wealthy and you want to be, you know, abundant and you want to have money flowing and things like that, then, then you got to get away from using words like debt. Mm-hmm. You know, people put, I no longer struggle in my marriage, you know, that, okay, don't say what you don't want, because that's what you're going to create. And that's a, that's a really good key way to, to see that if you're, if you're stating what you don't want, that's what you're creating. So yeah. you got to change that around and put a little bit of effort into what is it you do want? I want a marriage where we are, where we are cheerleaders for each other, where we mesh and we blend and we have fun and it's just passion and enjoyment and, and, and you know, a best friend. That's what we want to get to with those things. Powerful, so powerful. And I think I could probably talk to you for hours and, and hours and hours. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really powerful lesson to, to close this on. Um, yes. You are obviously very passionate about what you do and you're very energized by it. And I love to see that. And I, I see that, like, I see me and you and like that the way that that I live and seeing the results in people makes a huge difference. And obviously you've got confidence in yourself and the results that you get from people. So obviously the name of this podcast is Confidence Mastery. If you could give give people one tip to increase their confidence, what would that be? I would say the first thing is understand your conditioning of what you're experiencing is not who you are. That quote by Marianne Williamson, that we are so powerful. We are powerful beyond belief. And I would just say, start looking for the areas of life. Like I said earlier, the squeaky wheel. Mm. Typically, the squeaky wheel that we will we will use that to look at what the problems are, what needs to be fixed, things like that. Start putting your gratitudes and your blessings as your squeaky wheels where they get the focus. Start start celebrating your successes. There, you know, I'll, I'll have a lot of clients that I'll talk to, and I always do this at the start of every coaching session is we go through successes and celebrate them. And they'll go, well, I had a small one. And I'll ask them, who gets to define whether your success was small or large? Who defines that? And they say, I do. And I say, if that's the case, do you ever want a small success? Does it have to be a size? Can it just be a success? Mm. Celebrate the successes. And, and I'll tell you, I find five of them every single day celebrate your successes that will only grow to experience more successes yeah 100 percent. this is where gold star came from right so in primary school in england and um, when you get your homework back or your test results back you, the teacher would put a gold star sticker on it and that was your reward yeah. right so why as adults do we not reward ourselves this is why everything I do is gold star. Give yourself that reward. Celebrate those successes. And that then helps add um, into your confidence. I have a little thing here. 
life wasn't sparkling as you do. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. So I look at that. I, I actually got these for my retreat guests and put them in their, their rooms. And I have to have one for myself as a reminder that I can do whatever I want to do and achieve in life. And I can celebrate those successes and sparkle along the way. And I just really love your energy and what you do and tapping into all of the things that we as human beings, we're capable of so much more than we believe. Like in the gym, your, your brain gives up before your body does. You've always got one more rep in you. Always. But sometimes your brain goes, nah, I'm done. But your body's going, yeah, push it, push me, push me. So let's celebrate that and let's put that into other areas of life and push out one more rep and don't let this subconscious control you negatively and, you know, train it to, to be beneficial so that it serves us. Yeah, absolutely. And in doing so, we're taking control of our conscious mind is what we're doing there. Yeah. Rather than letting it control us, whether you take that rep or not is really representative. Are you controlling your Am I controlling my mind or is my mind controlling me? That right there is 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 such a, you know, so be aware of that. Yeah, that's that was a great analogy there. And and I guess with arms, like with what you got, it's easy to fall into understandings and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I often link analogies to the gym and to health and because it's a very easy it's an easy way to explain things to people um, and thank you very much for the compliment yes. I appreciate it <laughs> yeah you're welcome yeah um, that's yeah. no go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it you're welcome you're welcome thank you very much <laughs> so as I said to you earlier we are fans of online stalking just not in-person stalking where can people follow you, find you, um, and find figure out ways that to, to work with you um, going forward? Yeah, the, the easiest way to get a hold of me is you can go to, and I hope we put these in the in the notes for the episode. But you can go notes, to yeah. and it, I mean to remember that, <laughs> you know. But you can go there. And, and and that will take you to everything. You can go from there and see all the works I do, see the testimonials, see the pro, see everything I do. And then if you want from there, you can click. There's a link. You can click right at the top menu there and schedule a free 10-minute call with me where we can get on the phone and talk about what's going on for you. But all of it would be at the josephadrillshagen.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. All of that will be put in the show notes. And just to very quickly close, if you could leave people, and I've already asked this, but I'm going to ask it in a different way. One tip to that they can implement immediately to improve their life, what would it be? Okay, so I, the, the, my favorite one is every day, just stop for a moment and ask yourself a question. What would I love today? Mm. What would I love? And it could be, you know, a free lunch from someplace. It can be finding a dollar on the ground. It can be anything that you, what, something you would love. There's times, you know, when I was going through bankruptcy, one of the days I said, man, I would love to have a belly laugh today. And then build it up in your mind so you can see what that's going to be like when it happens. How are you going to feel when it happens? And then let it go. 
Don't create a to-do list. Just build it up and then let it go and then go about your day. The day, I, and this has happened multiple times, but the day I did that when I was with corporate, I ended up going to lunch and some guy went with me and we ended up going to someplace and, and an hour later, we're pulling back in the parking lot and I realized I laughed my butt off through lunch. And then I connected, oh my God, that's what I asked for. Yeah. So it's not that we're creating a to-do of what we're going to do for the day. Just what would I love to experience in this next 24 hours? And you can do it even in the afternoon and then, and then, but, but build it up the energy of it and then let it go. Abraham Hicks, who I follow, she talks about, you know, if, when we take the time to build up the energy for what we want to achieve, then effort, the effort we put into it is, is, it doesn't matter. But if we don't take the time to line up the energy, no amount of effort will ever bring that to play to be. It's so true. Um, I um, I'm out with some old friends on Sunday, and I laughed until my face hurt. And I haven't laughed like that in I don't know how long. And it's not what I asked for, um, but it's what I got, and I'm very grateful for it. And I think having those moments that give you that joy, and you know, you put that energy into it, and you find it. It's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful way of life. Yeah, it is. It is. And when we start getting into that place where we start allowing, our mind works so much more brilliantly. Things start happening and coming out of the blue and things start. And that's how I'm able to help people achieve 10 times what they're achieving now with less effort to have more balance and more freedom in their life mm. by those oh, same tools. Yeah, definitely. Um Oh, thank you so much for your time today. I know this is going. I know I was saying this is I was saying to myself, this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> great conversation. Thank you. No, I've really, really enjoyed it. I know the listeners are going to love it. Um, and to everybody that is listening, um, if you've enjoyed it, please do share it with your friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, and even the people that you don't like, because everybody needs a bit of help every now and then. <laughs> and you never know that might turn things around and you might make friends again <laughs> make sure you do. absolutely exactly right so make sure you do follow joseph go look him up go into the show notes um and use this and every other episode of the podcast that you listen to and do something with it don't just listen and you know put it down and crack back on with your life use it for good and use that energy in the right way it'll build your confidence and improve your life and you'll get to have amazing conversations like we have had today. So thank you so much.